following podcast is for mature audiences only. It may contain explicit language or content. If you are under the age of 18, Fortnite is calling you. Plus, this podcast will most certainly contain nudity, and you don't want to hear that. Welcome to the New with Tags podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Jamie. We are a longtime married couple enjoying the latest chapter in our lives. We hope that through sharing our personal insights and the advice we'd give our 20-year-old selves, we will encourage you to live your most authentic life wherever you are in your journey. Hey, I thought this was supposed to be a sexy podcast. And yes, there will be some fun and sexy stories while I wear my new attack lingerie. Let's get started. What are we waiting for? Carpe diem. Seize the day. Hi, Paul. Hi, Jamie. How are you tonight? Okay. Just okay? Yeah, just okay. <laughs> why just okay? I'm pretty fatigued. Well, I know and, why, but why don't you tell the tribe? Not, it's not, not for a good way? Not in a good way. Yeah, sorry, man. No, we, we actually finished our remodeling that we worked on. I think last time we mentioned we were remodeling. We finished master bedroom, master bath, hallway, multiple closets, a couple other rooms. So, been busy. You have been busy. Yeah. So have I. It looks good, though. Yeah, you've been way busier than I have. I've just been busy at work. Yeah. You've been busy at home and work. And work, yes. We have. So So uh, the, I, you have to tell the story. You have to tell our tribe the story of when we bought our new bed. When we bought our new bed. Yeah, we're, we're going to start out a little more lighthearted than the last yeah. episode. Yeah. That was pretty much a downer. Let's not do that one for let's a while. Do, so, yeah. Let's do. Um, so our bed, as we're you know part of our remodel, we got a new king-size bed. Yeah. Very excited. Trying out the bed. It's always weird trying out a bed, especially... Laying on the bed in the mattress place. Yeah, and trying to talk quietly about what we might use the bed for. Yeah. Um, Because we tried a couple of mattresses, and I'm like, there is no way that having sex on this bed is going to work. No. So I'm like, I just sort of looked at you and went, no. No. (laughs) You're like, what? You kneeled up on one, and your knees buried to the bottom of the bed. I think you hit the floor. Nope. Nope. Not this one. No. Move on. Yeah. The guy thought we were kind of funny. Just, they're picky. Mm-hmm. But we found a good bed, so we went to pick out a frame. Mm-hmm. Like a bed frame to hold the mattress in the a box. bed frame, frame, yes. And there were two kinds up on a display. I'm like, so, tell me about these. And the gentleman, he was a little older. He's like, oh, there's two kinds. The one kind, 90% of the people have. It's your average one. That's what everybody gets. The other one's more expensive. You don't need that. Hmm, tell me more about the other one. Oh, it's it handles heavy weight, heavy activity. You aren't going to need this one unless you have an orangutan jumping up and down on the bed. And without even looking at each other, we both point him and go, we want that one. <laughs> yeah, we did. We, we did the first upsell to ourselves that the salesperson probably ever had. But we have a bed that can handle activity. Hopefully it'll be ours soon here, since like we within the hour. Our, since we broke our last one. We did. It so broke the day we were taking out the other one. It did. Good timing. That was good we timing. We wore it out. We did wear it out. Well, hopefully we'll wear this one out with some good, sexy friends. Yay. Yay. So, but that was fun. And my other lighthearted story had to do with my my work venture. Oh, yeah. In the last three months, I have a new work venture. You started your own company. I did. You don't started have your own work venture. You started your own company. I started my own company and I was excited. We kind of always thought when we did that, because we've talked about one or the other doing our own company for a while but for a name we always thought it kind of tie into the new with tags what's our what's our tagline is seize the day mm-hmm. carpe diem mm-hmm. so maybe you know 
checked out all of the domains for Carpe Diem, and there just were not very many left, and he- heavily used in Europe. So Carpe Diem is pretty popular. I imagine that um, Italian Latin roots. Um, but the we went with the alternative, seize the day. So I had seize the day solutions. Was really excited about the name. Work through, start working through logos. And when you work through logos, you notice, hmm, there could be an acronym out of here. Yeah. And it's not a good one. Not the one you want to be associated with. So we did not go with STDs or STD solutions because it was portraying the wrong business venture. That's true. So I did change the name and we found a great name. It was actually one of the ones that was my original one. But but that was kind of fun. Yeah. that was funny. I couldn't believe we're like, oh, yeah, no, we can't use this name. No, not STDs. No. STD solutions. That would be bad. That would be very bad. <sighs> Whole different marketplace. It is. That was just a little background on me. How are you doing? I am doing okay. We are sitting here podcasting. I haven't been called by my work for, I don't know, five or six hours. So that's a good thing. Yay. It's just a, it's just a busy time right now. And I'm hoping that, so we're recording this like, two weeks before we're going to put it out because I'm afraid it'll take me that long to find enough time to edit. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're recording this the week before Valentine's and I'm looking forward very much to uh, going to visit some sexy friends and and actually a couple of our friends, a couple of couples are going to be at the Club Euphoria Valentine's party, which I'm sure was amazing because we'll release after we get back from that trip, but we won't talk about it. That'll be on the next podcast. That'll be the next one. But I, but I thought I would give you my preview of the lingerie I'm going to take. It is beautiful. I bought yesterday. It is beautiful. I bought a toy too. I didn't tell you about that. No, but, you have not. But I bought some lingerie. I see the lingerie. It is very hot. It is red and sheer mm-hmm. with lace, uh, with uh, roses. Yeah, it's kind of a... Red rosy mm-hmm. f- laces to it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of got a choker around it that holds it up mm-hmm. and little crusts just under the... Under, under, under the boobage. Under the boobage. Under the boobage. And cuts I liked down. the back of the panties. The back of the panties, it's very strappy. Stra- <laughs> strappy. It's 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 it very strappy. sexy. And I tell you what. Strapping. It's, no. Strappy. <laughs> strappy, not strapping. Strappy. But I can't believe, I cannot, I cannot believe that they put the things to hold the garter belt on backwards. They did. So they're completely different than every other set of garters I've had forever. And it took me forever to get into this. And you wanted me to help. That's well, a good idea. Well, you needed to help. I've trained my whole life just to get the damn things off. <laughs> and now i got to try to put them on. Yeah, really? That's all right. Really? Okay. There you go. It's okay. So It's all right. But, so, But you so match me tonight. I, I do. It, but you have, the, you have the garter and the stockings, too. I do. Very hot outfit. I like it a lot. Thank you. And Valentine's you Day. look, thank you, and you look very nice in your black satin robe with the red satin trim. So I went with satin. You went with satin. I was told I wouldn't do that, didn't I? I wouldn't do satin and lace. That you wouldn't the... do satin and lace. You just have satin on. I but have we satin. did. We did take a picture of the two of us that we'll put on our Instagram of the two of us with our both with our tags because we said shows we I been, exist at least. We yes, prove to prove to the folks that uh, you really do exist. Yes. <laughs> Good or bad. Good or bad. For what it's worth, you're existing. I'm existing. Yeah. So let's move into like what's hot in social media. And I can't really go with social media this time. I mean, there's a lot of political no, just stuff media. hitting. We go media. We're going to go media. Yeah, not so, social media. Not social politics. media. Politics. But the um, big game. Big game a couple weeks ago or a week ago. <laughs> Sounds stupid to say that. It, it does. I don't want to violate any. No, I know, right? We can't actually call it by what it was but there were these commercials during this big football game that we're going to talk about 
because it's during the J-Lo Shakira show. Yes. Was there a football game? <laughs> Those two. Oh my gosh. Like they're what? 45 and 50, 54, 47 and 52. Something like, that. I mean like it is, I saw somebody wow. posted on, on Twitter, you know, like the vanilla world is finding out what the lifestyle world has always known is that women of a certain age are incredibly hot. Yes, they are. Yes. So, oh my gosh, I the pole work that J Lo did was absolutely amazing. I such, the dancing in general, such Plus upper, music. upper body it. strength. Yeah, it was great. It was great. But that's not what we were going to talk about. We can talk about commercials. I was going to talk about commercials because I have to give the nod because I'm watching the commercials and the commercial comes on with the NFL player who is talking to his younger self, right? Talking about how he's going to have to overcome homelessness and, you know, one day he's going to be able to play in the NFL. And, and that was, it wasn't my favorite commercial. Um, but it hit home. But it did hit home. It was a letter to your 20 year old self. It was, he was just much younger. The, the little boy was maybe, I don't know, 10. That was hard to tell. But that was, it was a very, clever use of the story so that was a good commercial i liked that one what was your favorite commercial i like the um groundhog day yeah i like bill that. murray is awesome we were watching the commercial comes on and for those of you who haven't seen it it's a parody on groundhog day the movie and bill murray wakes up and is like it's groundhog day again and so he's walking down the street and it's all of the actors from the movie in the commercial you know, so Bill Murray walks out into the town and, you know, you see this cutaway and you see this person coming. He's kind of walking toward him and you out of the blue, you're like, it's Ned Ryerson. And I'm like, OK, and so then he then he, he just, said, hey, Ned Ryerson. Yeah. And so they delivers. But then it's the Jeep and the groundhog and Bill Murray. It's fun. Multiple days and he has more and more fun and they go further and further. And it's adorable. It's a nice callback parody yeah yeah to to the movie so that was that was really good i liked you know the pull up the heartstrings the google commercial where he's remembering his wife who's died which is actually based on a true story which is really cool but know that yeah yeah based on a google employee's grandfather Hmm. like that's it was first written about in a blog i guess and and the actual grandfather is the one who narrated the commercial they didn't use a voice actor yeah so it's really cool so that one just sort of tugged at the heartstrings but I also liked the um, Cheeto popcorn with the orange fingers. With the hands. Can't touch yeah. this. Again, it was all about callbacks for me. So there's I an entire. I've been Cheetos since then, by the way. <laughs> mm, Cheetos. Cheetos. <laughs> that is not on the desire diet. No, I like Cheetos. Though. I know, but it's not on the desire diet. So we can't do that. Anyway, so really enjoyed the commercials of the Super Bowl. They weren't, you know, they weren't phenomenal. There was no. Budweiser Frog commercial that you'll remember for decades to come, but there hasn't been in a long time. A special nod to uh, Mint Mobile, where uh, Ryan Reynolds took out an ad, I think it was like in the New York Times, took out a full page ad and said he could give away X number of months of cellular service for what it would cost for an ad in the Super Bowl. And I mean, their, their subscription rates just skyrocketed during that so i don't know how much of it is him being sort of clever and quick that way because he's clever and quick or he just has a really good ad team i mean he's just been knocking it out of the park either with his aviation gin commercials or the mint mobile commercials or you just want to mention him every time we do a podcast i think there's a little bit of that maybe 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 
You Maybe. never know. Could be. He is on my list. Um, so on that note, is there anything else from a media perspective you wanted to talk about tonight? No. No, I don't. <laughs> Not for media in general. No. That was fun, though. This is a quick quick segment because we have a lot of meat to cover in the next segment. So if it's okay with you, because it's all about me again, let's I'm move not on. Say it. It's all about you. All about me. There we go. We'll move on to the letter to my 20 year old self and we'll get into the meat of this. All right. Okay. Okay. Dear Jamie, this is a difficult letter to write. At 20, you think you know yourself and believe fundamentally you won't change. Well, I have some news for you. While many things about you won't change, right now you see things, issues, problems in terms of black or white, right or wrong, absolute truths. As you live life and have more experiences, you'll see that there's a lot of gray in the world. Some of that gray you will see early, and some it will take decades to see. All right, look, I know it's hard to admit, but you struggle with your sexuality. Sex isn't something you talk about at home or even with your friends. You don't know how to express how you feel, and enjoying sex isn't something you know how to do. You will get there, I promise. And surprisingly, you will come to appreciate what men and women bring to the table. Yes, women. Despite the fact that the thought right now makes you uncomfortable, time changes things. So take time to discover and explore all that you can. Keep your eyes open and keep your mind open. You'll be fine. So obviously I have had, I won't say issues, but struggles with sexuality since I was a teenager. And again, I think it was partly on how I was raised, right? My mom was very conservative. We didn't talk about sex in the house. Um, my dad, I think, was more like me, or I was more like my dad, cut from that same piece of cloth. But that was always a problem growing up. And I truly regret the one friend I had. I mean, we were friends all through high school. And uh, I regret not taking an opportunity because I was uncomfortable. And, you know, even today, I still am not entirely sure why I was uncomfortable about going to what was the precursor to Lilith Fair. It would have been an amazing experience. But there was just, I'm, there was just something in my head about being surrounded by all of the, and I'm going to use the term that was used at the time, right? with all those gay women that just for whatever reason freaked me out. It's amazing how much I have grown and changed. I guess that's the positive. And don't, you know, hate at me because, you know, I am different now. And and I I owe TJ an apology. Um You do. I still need to I still need to make that happen sometime. I just need to stop and have We've lunch. Talked with, about it for three years. Need to have lunch with her and her wife and go like, you're not gonna I'm sorry, I was stupid. Yep. And it wasn't about her. Like it uh -huh. wasn't about it was it was about my discomfort. It was not at all about it being wrong or it, it was about me. And so obviously I've had some discomfort around that part of 
my own personal sexuality. And I think that's probably where it comes from, where it stems from. So while I've struggled all of my life to figure out what my identity is, and I'm not a label person, it's been a challenge, especially since we got in the lifestyle of, you know, because people ask, it's, you know, they say that women are the gateway, sort of the gateway drug or the gateway into the lifestyle or the gateway into play. And I have, I have completely foobarred more than once <laughs> the whole, do you like other women? And I am, I used to say that I would slide on the Kinsey scale and that's not how Kinsey was designed. That's not designed. how it works. Yeah. It works on a one to six scale of one being heterosexual to six being homosexual in the varying degrees in between. It's first designed for men. Yeah, like Actually, in 1940. A long time ago. And there's been a couple of other significant studies, and they were 20, 30 years ago as well, that were more plotting on a grid kind of scales. Mm -hmm. But and it, they were point in time, you are X. Yeah, and, and that's part of what I have struggled with. I, you know, I've, I've had conversation with other women about this topic. And, and they're usually really weird conversations. They are, they are really Because you are not a point in time person. I'm not. I'm not. Well, that's not true. I'm exactly a point in time. It just may change. I've, like Midwestern weather? Like Midwestern weather. I mean, I am I am capricious, which is our word for the day. It is. Um, actually, we got a couple of words for the day. But I, I do find that I am, my thoughts and emotions and feelings and desires literally can change on a dime. Yeah. Several times within a day. Oh. And we've witnessed it multiple times. And it's, I, I have struggled because... I don't want to ever do a disservice or an injustice or whatever word you use to women who truly identify in this, I'll call it the sort of socially acceptable understanding, or not even socially acceptable, the, the way that people in general think about bisexual. So much probably because of Kinsey, it's you're either heterosexual, so you find people of the opposite sex attractive or homosexual, you find people of the same sex attractive or you're bisexual and you find men and women equally attractive, sexually attractive. And I've, I'm, I've never been that I've, I've never found women and men at the, even at any point in time really to be equally attractive. I'm not sexually attracted to them in the same way. I'm very, again, I'm just fluid. It's, it's, we've, we've struggled, which actually we found some research that actually will help, but. It did, yeah. Speaking of fluid. <laughs> speaking of fluid. Speaking of fluid. Sexually fluid. Yeah. Much better describes you. And now that we've done some research around it, there are multiple levels to it and not such the point in time. Yeah. And it still is a bit point in time, but, but let's, um, let's start with the, the research. The, the research that we found most viable to your background comes from the archives of sexual behavior and who counts as sexually fluid comparing four different types of sex sexual fluidity in women mm -hmm. sexual fluidity sexual fluidity and researched by four women four women four women looking at women looking particularly at bisexual women 
Mm-hmm. And everything in between. And everything in between. And that's, that's the key. Yeah. Is everything in between. Because you are everything in between. And it depends. You know, we used to say it depends on the day. It depends on the hour, the context of the moment. And I've watched you and me struggle trying to describe to other people who've asked, what's your interest mm-hmm. in women? Because mm-hmm. they want to know. It kind of dictates play potentially and I've watched you struggle with and sometimes it's very clear I'm this today mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. other times I've, I've seen you talk for 25 minutes trying to describe where you were and it was it was painful <laughs> I'm sorry yeah. <laughs> yeah it was bad it was bad and and partly because I didn't have the words I mean we have used the words by comfortable we've used the word by curious Right, and neither one of them seemed right to me. Um, they were the closest you could correlate to. Yeah, yeah, and and I really, I mean, we, I really struggled, and and as much as I don't want to put a label on it, it helps when you're trying to explain it to other people to have a label, right? That's labels are just shim- simply shortcuts, mm-hmm. and so the the study that was done by these four women recently recently actually... it was accepted in october i think it was published at the end of last year yeah. november december really somewhere of last recent. year it was really interesting research i mean it was uh, the paper was incredibly detailed and i'm not going to go into statistical validity or Don't. anything like that because uh, um but, but anyway sense. but it did make sense so there are four types of sexual fluidity that they describe and the first is heightened erotic responsiveness to the less preferred gender. And so this is the one that really truly sort of most correlates to being bisexual. And what they say is that it, the assumption is that if you find women attractive, I'll say in the lab, right, as they're studying you, you are you will find them equally erotic in life, right? So that's sort of that traditional definition of bisexual. They go on to come up with some other descriptions about that. But that's the first kind of fluidity. The second fluidity, second type of sexual fluidity, is the variability in one's erotic responsiveness across different situations. And so what that means, and this is a little bit of me, so what they did is they tested these women and they basically used um, audio porn. (laughs) So sexy stories. Yeah. Just, just use podcasts. Uh, yep. But sex, they did. maybe they did. So sexy stories where they had, they, they used, they were four sort of sexually explicit graphic uh, descriptions and the women monitored through the story how turned down there they were, how aroused they were, sort of a, uh, an ongoing monitoring. Self-assessed. Of, yeah, self-assessed. And then, um, so, you know, they could have been, you know, a high level of being turned on by a story um, in the lab when they were doing the research, but not so turned on in everyday life. So it's about situations. So being at the grocery store, and we were actually talking about this earlier before we started podcasting, you know, when I'm at the grocery store, I, I have never looked at a woman and went, oh, wow, she is really hot. Let's put a filter up as to your environment. Yes. So situationally, not a thing. Have I been at a lifestyle club or vacation or whatever? Absolutely. And and I've thought that, right? So it's about situations. And I and I like that description because, you know, again, you know, I 
you would you actually said that I wouldn't even say that about a man that I would say, but I'm like, no, no, honey, I I actually There's look at Ryan men. Reynolds. I, I look get at it. yeah. If I saw if I ran into Ryan Reynolds in the grocery store, we'd be fine. Um, I may not be home for a while. Yep. Hopefully, Blake wants to play. See, look at me. There you go. Look at, um, you. <laughs> look at me. Situational. Situational, sure. right? Um, so that's the second type of fluidity. The third type of of sexual fluidity is gender patterning of one's sexual attraction versus gender partnering. So this is the, if you think about it on the far end of the scale, these are women who identify, who self-identify as lesbian, right? So far end lesbian. Mm -hmm. And yet they are interested in having sex with men, Mm -hmm. right? So that's what they mean by the less preferred gender. gender, right? So it's it's about what your pattern is versus who you choose to partner with. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. And then the fourth type of sexual fluidity is instability over time to erotic responsiveness. What does that mean, right? And this is me. This is so, you. In, unstable. In, uh, instability. Bite me. <laughs> that was out loud. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking it. You can keep it inside your own Keep it inside my head. head. But so what this basically says is that there is a, you can have a daily, they talk about a daily variation. It was really interesting. So besides doing this auditory sort of eroticism, they also had women keep diaries and for 14 days. And all day long. And so they had so to go back. throughout the yes, day. Yes. And so they had to go back and it was questions like, you know, how often did you, you know, have sexual thoughts about someone of your own gender or uh, someone of, you know, I guess I can't remember exactly how they phrased the words, but it was, you know, men versus women. And this was all women. So mm-hmm. and then they looked at that based on what their what the people self-identified as their preferred gender. So they were looking at how many Which times was did a you nice bell curve, by the way. Yeah. So it was really interesting. The results, which prior to the lifestyle, I wouldn't have believed these results. No, nope. because it was a fairly small percentage, I think like 15, 18% or something that was identified as... So there were, um, it was a pretty small study. But if you think about a bell curve, they had 13 people who were exclusively other sex attracted, so heterosexual. They had 18 who were exclusively same sex attracted, okay? So those were the ends of the bell curve. And then in the middle, they had 44 people whose response was somewhere in between those two. It was fluid. It was very fluid. And it was really, it was an interesting, that table itself was really interesting because it talks about what's the degree of attraction to the more preferred gender was actually strongest in the homosexual than the heterosexual, even for the people who were same sex identified. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, that was just really like interesting observing in the lifestyle just that bell curve i would very much think i the middle section the fluidity is very very high yeah but i would not really before a couple of years ago when we got in the lifestyle Mm, i didn't know that existed well i didn't know was that prevalent yes and and again this was a fairly small sample Mm -hmm. and let's let's be honest it was a small sample and they're doing another study on larger scale that's the next one. You know, in the in the vanilla world, there's very few opportunities that you have to talk about that. We, it's not socially acceptable to talk about what your sexual preferences is preferences are, especially if you're married or in a relationship. You know, once you're if you're out and single, 
it's still more about what is the societal norm, right? So you're less likely to talk about, you know, the women as a female, as a, as a predominantly heterosexual female, you don't, you just don't talk about other women that way, or you don't talk about yourself in respect to other women that way is really what it is. True. Whereas in a lifestyle environment, most conversations start there frequently Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it evolves from there of "Mm, tell me more about that or, or just observing watching interactions goes back. You always talk about women when they were kids. Yeah. I, so we've had this conversation because there is a difference, I think, between intimacy and sexuality. Yes. And women are allowed, encouraged, hardwired, I think a little bit, to be more intimate with one another. So at an early age. At an early age, right? We're we play with each other's hair. We do each other's makeup. We hug each other when we're sad. We hug each other when we're happy. It's much more... You laugh, you cry more. It's more accepted. Yeah. It, and together, you know, your friends, if you're lucky enough to have a healthy friendship group, they see all parts of you. And 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 we've struggled because, you know, as a man, having grown up male... Did you? Sorry. Fuck off. <laughs> well, that got a little harsher. <laughs> that went from bite me to fuck off. And we glad you got to enjoy our last podcast. <laughs> Signing off. Mic drop. Continue, please. No. You handle the rest of this podcast. Okay. All on you. I just did. Go I just ahead. dropped the mic. Yep. Go ahead. I'd pick it up, but I'm not sure where you were. You were talking about your friends. <laughs> <laughs> And I would retort, but I deserve it. So <laughs> I'm just going to be uncomfortable for a few minutes here. If I'm quiet enough, she won't I'll let this podcast sing fail. sing country music <laughs> and see how many listeners we have. Go, baby. Go, go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sing that country Actually, music. I just sang all the ones I know, so <laughs> we're good. Okay. We're good. Sorry. Apologies. Yeah. I'll bail your ass out. <laughs> No, you wouldn't. You'd lock me up and throw away the key. So you can't understand what growing up as a female is like because you grew up as a male, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. I don't understand what growing up as a male is either. So we each have these blind spots around the societal and cultural, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Influences. Influences. That's a good word. Societal and cultural influences. And so... You struggle sometimes. We'll 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 have an experience, and it'll, we'll actually talk about it in our sexy story. And there is a difference for me between being intimate with another woman and being sexual with another woman. There, in my own head, in my own head, there are two different things. I can be intimate with another woman and I am even in my vanilla life I get to take that and sort of blow it up on steroids in the lifestyle right and and when you see it from an external point of view you you see it as erotic and a diserotic <laughs> and 
And but I, it's sensual and intimate as well. I can see both. I have seen both with you. Yeah. So. Well, and and I've had I've had incredibly sexual um, mm-hmm. interactions with with women, and 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 that's that's why I struggle sometimes because I don't have a. You're fluid. I'm fluid. I don't have a word to describe what you I am. You have a you have a label now. I maybe now have a you label. You're fluid. And then now we'll have to spend an hour and a half trying to explain to people what that means. I've seen and witnessed with you intimacy with another woman, eroticism with another woman, sometimes both, um, and it varies. But I think you think a lot more of the distinction between the two, but I think at times they meld more than you might realize, at least from an observing perspective. See, that's that's it, right? In in my head, they don't meld well. Why is that? I don't know. Like I'm just a freak. I, I really, I don't know. So I don't know if there are women out there who are as confused as I am about their own sexuality. And, and it's not that I'm, I mean. <laughs> You're not confused. I, I'm not going, oh my gosh, what am I? I mean, it, but it's more, I don't know how to describe it to other people. Mm. I, I don't know how to say, you know, today I, I'm feeling like I just like to curl up and let's just pet each other's hair and faces and kiss. And, you know, I just, I sometimes struggle with how to articulate that. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I, it's not personal. Like it's really, truly not personal. I mean, we've had times where I have been with the same woman and had very different reactions and very different desires. In the same day. Yeah. But even over time, I mean, I've definitely over time, but even in the same day and, and I've, Back to the try to communicate it. I, I have seen you alienate or even offend people by it's not personal. And I've heard them go, it is to me. Yeah, I know. And, and so and and I know. And, and from your perspective, it's it's not your fluid. And on you know, there's so many factors that come into play in the moment. Mm-hmm. Moments. It's not a snapshot, but it's more round that I think talking about your fluidity might help with the, the communication of that, I think, because it is fluid and what happens now may be a little different two hours from now. Yeah. And, and it's, I mean, and quite honestly, that's true of men too. So it, this isn't just about that's true the women. I mean, there are times where I can be like feeling it and, mm-hmm. you know, and then we can have another, you know, we could, it could be two hours later and I'm sort of like, nah, I'm really, I'm okay. I'm done. And I know from experience when I'm feeling it, and then I hear you talk about this for about a half an hour that I'm not anymore. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, that went from really hot to mm, really not. not. Yeah, really not. And and again, it's more about wanting to have the right words. And so well, this, we will. I will start to use the idea of being fluid. And and I get why when I say it's not it's not you, it's me. Um, that mm-hmm. people have a hard time. Some of us heard that a lot more in our lifetime than others. Maybe that's true. This side of the microphone versus yours. That very well could be true. I I am. It was never me, apparently. It was always them. It was always them. Mm -hmm. But it really is true. It's, you know, we were talking earlier as we were prepping for the podcast. And you mentioned, you know, we had taken a trip and actually I did some sexy pictures with another woman. Mm -hmm. And you know, we really hot. They were. And it was, we were really intimate. There was a Mm -hmm. bond. There was an intimacy. We were kind of sexual. 
certainly very suggestive. And we got done and, you know, we were hanging out and I was sort of done. Like I was just, mm. I was done. I had, I had come slid back down. And where then later in the evening, it picked back up when they were not interested anymore. But this, was the same, this is the same person mm-hmm. who I did super sexy body shots of 1921 off of. Mm-hmm. Right? And oh my gosh, that was so hot. Mm-hmm. And that was same person. Like, you know, there there was no difference. So that's why when I say it's it's not you, it's me. It really is me. You know it. There are times where I'm like, okay, it's seven o'clock. Let's go. And life gets in the way and it's 830. I'm like, good night. Mm-hmm. I'm done. It, it's really no different. And we have figured out that you are very much like a shark. I am. Don't make me stop moving. Once you stop moving, oh, you are dead. I am. <laughs> I am. You pass out beyond belief. I mean, like, just fine, just fine. Boom. Yeah. And, and I think it applies in this, too. It does. Of very fluid to the extremes. Yeah. Boom. boom. Yeah. And pick it back up fairly quickly, too. Mm-hmm. So the other concept that we came across, and we, we've kind of alluded to it, but we were, I'm going to put a word to it, a name to it is the idea of what's called erotic plasticity. And what that basically is, is the degree in which one's sex drive can be changed by cultural or sociologic reasons, right? Societal reasons. And I think that's a little bit of what happens to me too. We kind of talk about, you know, I'm a shark and I sort of, if I stop, I'm done. Mm -hmm. Um, But But there was a study back in the early 2000s, and it was interesting. They said that women tend to have more plasticity than men. Doesn't surprise me. Not not me either. And that female sexuality exhibits larger effects than male male response to most sociologic variables, meaning if women are put into a particularly, what are we, strong religious environment, they will respond more than men, like they will change more than men. So men sort of like, you know, they hit their, they hit puberty and sort of, they sort of stay there, right? Women have way more, we're way more complicated and we have, we have way more, um, ebbs and flows throughout life. Well, yes. And, and we are more, I want to say susceptible, but we, because I think because I'll make some fairly broad generalizations, women tend to have higher emotional quotients, understanding what group dynamics are and this societal pressure to fit in. You don't want to be the one with the blue hair amongst a bunch of blondes. You know, I mean, it's, or, you know. And that starts early. Very early. And and the, the women who don't have a problem with it are sort of can put themselves out there and I they're my heroes at some level, mm-hmm. but, but we all, at some level, there is a, there's that societal pressure, right? And so what this, the study showed was that women have more, that impacts women more than it impacts men, which in turn means that the, a woman's sexual attitude or behavior consistency will be lower than men. So women are less consistent mm-hmm. because we're affected by more mm-hmm. pressures. You're more malleable as to what happens when. Mm-hmm. By external influences. Men are stubborn. Yeah. The the idea that and, and that's a little bit of I think I mean that affects me, you know, I'm the I'm the rule follower. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's part of what plays into sometimes what's in my head. If I if mm-hmm. that's why going on vacation, being able to completely disconnect gives me a period of time where I can shed 
the noise in my head and be really truly get to my most authentic self. I'm trying, I'm trying really hard Mm -hmm. every day to live my most authentic life, but I'm still very influenced by society and my, you know, my job. And And you're a rule follower. I am a rule follower. And and I think that back to trying to answer people's questions when they ask, what is your, I'll say sexual, not preference, but Mm -hmm. where do you, where do you lie on the scale? where you go out of your way to set accurate expectations. You don't want there to be a misunderstanding. Right, right. That's So see, that actually kind of hits the, the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. I, that's the last thing I want. Yes, and, I, and I've witnessed it a few times, not understood what was happening at the time, but you, you were trying to make sure that there was no misrepresentation, Mm-mm. following the rules to some mm-hmm. degree, and yeah. trying to over-communicate. Yeah. But that's just who we are. Well, and I think, too, the issue is I don't have a shorthand. We talked about earlier, talked about labels, Mm -hmm. right? Labels give us a way of communicating in shorthand. Quickly, yes. And so, you know, maybe we'll make this a thing. You know, we'll have more and more people talking about where they're at on, you know, from... from Sexual fluidity. Yes. And it truly does put that onus on me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, or not onus, but the, not responsibility, but it's, it is just all about me. I mean, hello, it's just all about me. That's new. Much to the point of not wanting to offend someone by saying it's mm-hmm. not you, it's me, mm-hmm. right? If I go, look, I'm sexually fluid and I literally can change on a dime and it's just who I am, you know, it, it's... Th- that's easier than what we've tried to do in the past. I hope... Maybe we'll see. Maybe. And well, we, we talked about it you know, just yesterday as we started talking about some of our friends and lifestyle going one at a time where they tend to kind of be one area. I think they're more fluid than we think too. Well, and, and we don't talk about that. I no. mean, as so, much as we, we talk about everything else. I know. But again, we, if people don't have words, right, we don't have the shorthand right? I, I, maybe this will now become my mission in life. We will be talking about it. Um, because I, I don't, I don't believe I'm the only one. Like I joked a little bit earlier, right? Like, am I the only one who's like this? And again, as we were thinking through a lot of the people that we know and associate with, and maybe, you know, it's like, like attracting like, I mean, let's, you know, mm-hmm. we could be we could be the minority, but we just surround ourselves with the minority. But the point is, I'm not alone in this. And and I would love to talk to to other people who sit on different places on the spectrum. And and we've I've had this vision for a future podcast for a while, right? Like really before we even started mm-hmm. podcasting, to be able to sit with a bunch of women panel, yeah. and talk about you know, and, and to, to people who identify much more strongly as bisexual, people who are like, I don't even want to kiss a woman, right? Like, and, and to have a, a roundtable conversation where we can talk about those kinds of things. Because as women, I think we're predisposed to talk about it if you're given a safe environment. And, you know, I just think it would be a really interesting way that you could get to understand the variance within the lifestyle, the variant within people who I, you know, who I will now call myself sexually fluid, which I don't know, sounds maybe better than what it is. So maybe that's, I don't know, that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, but, but that's, I, I hope, you know, if there are other women out there who would 
enjoy having that kind of a discussion. I would love to find some place where we could sit down and have a quiet, safe space and have those conversations because I think we would all understand each other better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Including some people we've already tried to have that conversation with. No, misunderstanding. No, I failed. Oh. I failed. It was not a contract negotiation. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Bad. Yes. I just, I'm I'm embarrassed by that. So, but maybe they, they're still talking to us, so maybe I'll get another chance to explain where I was at and try again. Yep. Maybe. I hope. Why don't we move on to a sexy story? I think they deserve it. I think so, too. <laughs> They don't deserve it quite as much as they did on the last podcast. Yeah. But they deserve it. So why don't we tell the story of the New Year's Eve at at the Champagne Club? That's true. We had never been to the Champagne Club. Mm -mm, It was our first time. First time at a club i believe might have been yeah might have been but the first time at that club for sure yeah and fun exciting we go and we're waiting in line and it was a long line to get in oh it was new year's eve it was new year's eve fun got to talk to a lot of people um one couple we've run in every time we've been there they've been next to us in line yeah and they're from like two states away yes um, kudos to them. They always yeah. make it. Yeah, but they travel a long way. We're standing in line and someone crosses past us. No. Well, we were. I guess we were still checking in. We were yeah. still in the check-in line when he walked by. Yes, they walked by and you're like, I think I know them. We did know them. We met them at Pearl. Mm-hmm. Year before? No, I think it was just earlier that year. Okay. I mean. It was... But we knew somebody at the club, which was fun. So we had somebody who'd been there before and we We didn't even really know them very well. No. So we had we had crossed paths with them very briefly and um, you know, we were we didn't there was nobody else at the club we knew. Uh so it's kind of intimidating the first time you go to a club and there's nobody you know. Uh, but I remember him walking by and I'm like, I don't even remember seeing her. I just remember seeing him walk by. I remember her. Walking by? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Just remember. Okay. So, but they invited us to come to their table, which was great because we had somebody we could talk to. Mm-hmm. And we got to know them better. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, we really had not really spent any time at all with no. them. And we've become very good friends with them. Mm-hmm. But as we were talking, um, they introduced us to a couple other people they knew. Mm-hmm. Great time. Very sexy. We dance. I mean, it was just, it was great being at the club. I mean, mm-hmm. it was, it was, it's it was a beautiful fun. club. It's a beautiful club. Um, music was great. Music was really good. Dancing. Food was good. Oh, yeah. All around good time. Yeah. And she grabbed me by my hand. We're going, we're going. Like, going where? To the playroom. Oh. Didn't tell me where we're going. She just said we're going. <laughs> which is so not like her, which is great. Yes. That's what I love about this story. There might have been alcohol involved. There might have been just a little bit of alcohol involved. Yeah, but we went to the playroom. I get to play a little bit with her. You get to play a little bit with him. So can you tell a better story than that? Not tonight, apparently. <laughs> so we went back to the playroom and uh, we were on one bed and we had never played. I mean, I've never played at a club before. 
And um, I think we shut the door. You did? I think we, we did it sort of a private. No, we did because I remember, then okay. I remember the end. Mm-hmm. So, so we closed the door and, you know, he and I were kissing and touching and, you know, having a good time. And you and she were, you know, kissing and touching and playing. And, and it was just, we were kind of all over the, the four of us were all over the bed and we decided to switch back to our spouses. So we, we each finished with each other's, with, with our own spouse, not with each other's spouse. We finished with our, our own spouse. And so it was just, it was an amazing night. I mean, that was like the first, you know, first time we played in that kind of an environment and you and he got off the bed, I think to get us towels or something. And she and I just sort of snuggled up. <laughs> we just curled up together. And I can remember, I have no, so in my mind, I have no sense of how long it was. It could have been a minute. It could have been 30 minutes. I really don't it was know. beyond the ladder. <laughs> no, it was not more than 30 minutes. No, it was not. Oh, yeah. It was not. It couldn't have been. They kept pounding on the door. Well, that's because it was almost time to like go to the new dark thing that they were trying to do. Mm. But so we were, um, we were laying on the bed and I just remember sort of just being with her and I, and I, you know, I'm at this time, especially I was fascinated by how smooth women's skin is. Don't usually get to touch a female body. I hadn't at that point really touched a lot of women and, and I'm still amazed at how soft woman's skin is. Um, but we just, we were kissing and I was playing with her hair and she had earrings on and the hair kept getting caught in her earrings and I would unhook her hair from her earrings. It was just this really, we were kissing, um, and just sort of laying body to body. And I mean, I think we, I think we probably even had our legs entangled, right? We were just like all cocooned up and we really had it, had we been anywhere else, we would have probably just fallen asleep like that. I mean, we were just so... I was just sort of bathed in this warm, happy glow. It wasn't sexual, really. It was very intimate. It was incredibly intimate. Just the smile on your two faces mm-hmm. was amazing. Mm-hmm. You were, it personified happy. Yeah, and that's how I felt. And it was, again, it wasn't at the time. So we sort of talk about this whole, you know, my dichotomy of intimacy and sexual I was not feeling sexual. In fact, I'd come, you'd made me come. I was sort of, this was a little bit of just the afterglow. And I was feeling all warm and fuzzy and, you know, brain fuzzy a little bit from the alcohol and from the, the hormones. And and I just, I mean, I remember, I just, I just remember like just looking at her and just, we didn't even talk. Like we said, I don't know if we said any words really with each other. You giggled. Yeah, and and probably because we were both like, I can't believe this is happening. Mm-hmm. It was such a surprise because it's not. We were incredibly intimate for really not knowing each other very long. I mean, we had met, we had spent a lot of time that night. I mean, we spent most of the night together. That was an amazing night. That that's one of my favorite memories that mm-hmm. that, that I have. And it it triggered a great friendship. Well, yeah, it yeah. triggered a great friendship. It, it tri- leave it at that. It, it triggered a great friendship. Now I have words. Now you have words. Now I have words. I'm going to use my words. Going to use your words. I I had to start a podcast to learn how to use my words, I guess, in the lifestyle. I don't know. Then maybe it was worth it. Maybe. (laughs) We'll see. So that was supposed to be the end of the podcast. It was supposed to be. That's how it was edited. It was. But here we are on Monday night. And wanting to put in some bonus footage. Bonus, bonus. Is it footage when it's audio? Bonus audio. Bonus audio. I don't know what to call it. But we had 
we were at the Club Euphoria Valentine's Day party this weekend. A lot of fun. And it was a lot of fun. Great people. Love the party. And I didn't want to wait to kind of talk a little bit about that because so much of what happened feeds right into this topic we just talked about. So it was Friday and we were heading over to the Club Euphoria party and you were working. I was working on the trip over. I actually had worked. We're having, as I alluded to earlier in the podcast, work has not been fun lately. And so I was really sort of stuck in this work mode and not the best headspace, not the best headspace. Um, but we were seeing some friends that we hadn't seen in a while. Plus actually getting to reconnect with all of the folks who were um, part of the club euphoria and set up. And so we were actually able to go in on Friday and just be relaxed. And so we sat around and we were just chatting with our friends and just hung out, had a great time. And we were kind of sharing some sexy stories and mostly it was was loud enough that, you know, we weren't really comfortable sharing the details like of different stories. And so we ended up going up to our room and we had our friends sharing some really sexy stories of some things that they were really hot stories. Had, really, had recently happened with them and very different from our style of play. Very much so. Which makes it. To me, that's much more interesting. Intriguing. Yeah. Just, you know, it's, it's, again, not our play style. They they do more of the hot wifing kind of thing. And that's just not our style. But boy, listening to the story, that was really hot. Mm-hmm. So they were describing this play session that they'd had and, and some, some interactions that they'd had. And, I, you know, I don't remember kind of how we transitioned to play. I remember... You were sitting on against the one wall with her kind of snuggled up with you and I was snuggled up with him. And I think we were just, well, I can remember. So here, we'll, we'll stick with the topic. So I can remember we were facing each other. The four of us were kind of the two of you and the two of us were facing each other. And I had my hand on her leg and she had um, ripped the stylized ripped jeans, right? Mm-hmm. But they were very... It was more like threads. It wasn't like mm-hmm. a big hole. But I can remember when we were sitting there and she was telling this really sexy story, I had my like finger like, you, you know, were petting her. I was petting her. I was petting her skin through the, the rip in her mm-hmm. jeans. And I was like, huh, this is interesting, especially given the podcast. That was actually the first moment I'm like, we just talked about that. We just talked about that. So I don't really remember how we transitioned to real play. I think we just kind of stop talking and started kissing like i really that's how i remember it in my head but i don't know if that's pretty much and i think she kissed you we kissed Mm -hmm. a lot actually Mm -hmm. but i don't i I don't it's funny because i you know we always joke that we can't close a deal and i don't remember how we moved from telling a sexy story to play i don't i don't remember how that happened and i think the two of you started first probably I think you two started probably. first. Yeah, probably. But we had an amazing evening with them, partly because we just got to catch up and talk, and that was great. And then the play was just really erotic, and it was sexual. It was sexual. As opposed to, it was intimate, too. I think she and I have a lot in common, and both in our sort of vanilla lives, in our while our play style is very different... I think we have, there's just a lot about us that are the same. Mm-hmm. And so we both connected 
in a way that it was more than intimate. It was sexual. And it for you two, it was very sexual, but it just charged the two of us, you and I, way, way more. Than- oh, yeah. Well, and so we, it was a soft swap kind of experience. And I'm so it was funny because I can remember we played a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and the two of them decided to take it to their room. And you had pounded me like crazy while they were still there. Well, you were over her. <laughs> well, okay, then, sure. And it was so, sexual this time, <laughs> just saying. Sexual. And so, so they left, and I mean, I don't know that the door had closed behind them before you literally threw me down on the bed. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> that happened. That was hot. And oh my gosh, yeah, that was really hot. You you pounded me hard and you know so so we get through that night and i'm like well that was really interesting different and especially in light of what we had Mm -hmm. just recorded and i had just edited for heaven's sakes i was like well obviously you know there was an intimacy there i knew her that had to be sort of everything had to be in alignment Mm -hmm. and then saturday happened then saturday happened but wait there's more but wait there's more so on Saturday, we actually didn't see any friends. I mean, I was I was doing a little bit of work. Oh, during the day, yeah. During the day, we kind of we slept in. We had, you know, there was basketball on TV. I took a nap because I didn't feel well, and so I literally laid down. And I got up, oh, maybe five thirty. I'm like, all right, I got to go get ready. So like, I took a shower and you know just tried to feel better. You know, we go downstairs and we're meeting, we're talking to people and meeting new people and just in that area. And, and this, our friends were kind of in and out. They were off making their own new friends, which was mm-hmm. great. So happy about that. And we get through dinner and we danced a little bit and we decided we we're going to go into the playroom. And we were in there and I think it was our the that same trip in. D was showing the Sibian to the brainy fox who we got to meet. And what an amazing person. Yeah. She's, were, yeah. Nice. Nice. Very, very nice. So, you know, we were sort of talking and, and I'm like, oh, you know, I've always wanted to try the Sibian. It's one of those things that's been on my bucket list. And we decided that we were going to do that. Or I was going to do that. I decided I was going to do that. Let's be honest. A lot of arm twisting. Yeah. Not really. Two to three seconds. No. 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 <laughs> no. Not even. So... You were a tribute. <laughs> so, Brainy and Mr. Saturday were there, and I'm not even sure how he ended up at the controls. Oh, I do. Okay. I gonna... talked him into it. Oh, wait and a minute. There was not a lot of arm twist in there either. <laughs> Said he's an excellent driver. Oh, he did or you did? He did. Okay. He was. He was an excellent driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was an excellent driver. So, so I get on the Sibian and he's he's using the the controls and then so you have to tell the story because then I'm starting to get bathed in all of my hormones in my head as I'm getting aroused and yep you started very slow and you're like it can go it can go higher it can go higher kept doing the little thumbs up kind of thing mm-hmm. it's pretty good and she had her arm around me and she goes I'd like to help. I think you should. So she was holding your hair and kissing you. Well, she got down on her knees. So mm-hmm. the, oh, there's that. the Sibian was down on the floor and I was like on my knees straddling the Sibian. And she came down and knelt in front of me 
So we were like face to face, sort of body to body. And oh my gosh, I, it just, it absolutely changed the experience and it was really hot. So you talk about just completely sexual. I mean, this is somebody sexual. that we had met 10 minutes before, maybe, maybe. Not much. And while they seem lovely people, actually it would have been a little bit longer than that because we were standing over in the one side of the room and I was commenting on her really awesome shoes. Mm -hmm. Those were really cool shoes. I don't think I could have stood in them all night, but we had that conversation too. But anyway, so, but you know, yeah, I was looking over, you know, just sort of giving them, it can go up a little higher. It could go up a little higher. I probably could have taken it up even higher than what I did, but it was just great i mean it was like charts as it was it was really really good and and you know thank you i will so i will never forget her because that was my first ride on the sibian and yeah so that was just completely sexual it's not where i thought my head was at on friday and it's certainly i mean ah fluid fluid i haven't felt that in tune with women in months Mm -hmm. i mean months even with people who I'm very close with. Like, and you have been before. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Some of it I think is the environment, but I can't, I can't say it's all that because Friday night was, was somebody who we knew, but I, you know, it was still one of those that I just didn't expect it. No. And I could tell, look on your face was, didn't expect that. So when you least expect it, expect it. Expect it. So in the morning afterwards, when you get the friends sending over Katy Perry references. Well, that was Monday. That was today before I went into work. And oh my gosh, did I need it? Because I was heading back into the lion's den. But, But yeah, it was, I kissed a girl and I liked it. Not the first girl I kissed. Hopefully won't be the last girl I kissed. It was it was just fascinating to have have slid to that part of my personality in a way I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. And in I didn't try. Several Maybe hours, that's part of it. Several hours before, we're so far from that that. Oh yeah. Just back to your fluidity. Yeah. But anyway, that was an interesting little add-on for us. Yep. So that's it for sexy stories. There is one thing I want to say before we end our podcast, and that's. We are now an affiliate with Double Date Nation. We love their website and you can get three months free if you use the promo code NWTP, new with tags podcast. So check it out. It's a great site. But more importantly, uh, April the 4th, we will be down at Menage in Nashville, Tennessee for their bow ties and thigh highs event. There will be um, several other podcasters there at the same time. So Ray and Dee from Club Euphoria, um, Mickey and Mallory from Casual Swingers, Bob and Nikki from our Naughty Escapades, and then our celibate swingers, Dave and Andy, uh, will be there as well. So come out and join us if you get a chance. We won't be releasing till right before. I think that's it for tonight. What do you think? I think so too. I think it's time to wrap this puppy up. It's time to play. All right, let's play. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the New With Tags podcast. We love having you in our tribe. Follow us on Twitter at New With Tags Pod. Or you can email us at newwithtagspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find sexy pictures of Jamie on Instagram as New With Tags Podcast. Now, go out there and live your most authentic lives. 
seize the day.